Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Obviously, you know who I am. <laughs> I'm also better known as the come on lady. So there was, yeah, <laughs> so there was a lady that came up to me like, you're the lady that says the come on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what an amazing privilege it is for me to be here tonight. I really have so much faith in my heart for tonight as, I, as we get stuck into the word. But like, like Gabe said, we've got two amazing kids and life is busy. Um, today, yesterday we were at Ratanga for eight hours. It was amazing. Today we had um, Milnerton and then a cake and tea party and now we're here. You know, and then life gets, life is busy, but in all that busyness, I just love it. Um, I, I really, really love it. So we're in the series, the faith series, Move the Mountains, and I kind of We've seen amazing things happen. Okay, so come on, guys. I'm loud. Bunty, come on. I'm loud. Come on or something well. But uh, we're in this amazing series, Move the Mountain. And I love these bands because these bands don't say you can move the mountain. It says move the mountain. It actually gives us the authority. <laughs> I love that. It actually gives us the authority. And so often we're like, you can do it. No, it, this band actually says move the mountain. It's a commandment. We have the authority inside of us as Jesus. And as we journeyed through this faith series, uh, we also had the faith conference, and we've seen some amazing things happening in this move the mountain. We have, I mean, I've seen healings happening. I've seen <laughs> Mike Sorry, but I saw Mike come here at the beginning of Move the Mountain series, and I see him with his son sitting right next to him, and they both are saved. And I mean, that's, that's amazing. We, we've, seen, we've seen marriages actually just flourishing in this sense, in this time. And more of it, I've seen friendships. You know, there's, there's something so powerful when God pulls in into that friendship. And our, our key, our, is a, um, like the key thing about this is Matthew 17 verse 20 says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move the mountain. You can move the mountain. And I want to go take one step further. And I want to say tonight, next slide. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 22, well, verse 13 verse 2 says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I have nothing. And I want to kind of emphasize that. This series does not call us to sit back and just say, oh, that was a good message on Sunday. It actually calls us to be proactive. It calls us to get out of our comfortability and do something. You ain't going to move a mountain if the mountain's there and you're standing here. You actually got to get into it. If life sucks, you got to get into the area that it sucks to make that mountain move. And that is what I believe with all my heart. God is calling us tonight. And uh, I don't want to make little of, of these mountains that we have. Divorce, it's, it's a mountain. Sickness, it's a mountain. And I don't want to make little of any of these mountains that we have seen people face and have seen God moved in an immense way. But I want to challenge us tonight. I want to challenge us tonight 
what is your secret mountain? You know, it's, it's very easy to move mountains sometimes, and, and it's not easy, I'm, I'm lying. It's tough to move those mountains already that are screaming at us, relationships like sickness. But what about that mountain in here that nobody really knows about? You know? And this all will pull together as we read. Can we all stand? We believe here that we are partakers of the word, not spectators. I love that. So, <laughs> Acts 9, verse 1 says, Yeah, wow. <laughs> and I've got contact lenses. You better pray I can read. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, which means Jesus' way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly... A light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuted, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what to do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. I mean, I don't think I would sit there speechless. I think like, oh, <laughs> they heard the sound but did not see anyone. And I just want to pause it for one moment. How interesting is it that Paul could see and hear, but they didn't see, only heard. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he couldn't see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him to a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas and straight, uh, on Straight Street and ask for the man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come to the place, his hand on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. Interesting how we tell God what he knows, eh? But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and the kings and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placed his hand on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Father God, we have prayed a lot tonight, but thank you, Lord, that everything that will say be said from here on. Lord, your words say we don't know, no longer have to rip our clothes, but we're going to rip our hearts tonight, Lord, to receive for what you are bringing to us, Father God. 
Thank you, Lord, that every single word will fall on fertile soil, Lord. I pray, Lord, that even as I speak, that you will speak within me, Father God. Let no word that comes out of my mouth be from me. Holy Spirit, you take over, you take control, and you guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Sit down. You can be, sit down. (laughs) Hey, hey, how was that? Sit down. So I'm going to do the three-point, that's what we do here. We have got three points, not four, not five, three. And we love three points. So the first point is Ananias, you champ. Hey? I mean, you come and tell me, a guy that just killed, you know, you got to cut. <laughs> but this is what God does. He sends people to us. He sends us Ananias. He sends us people that doesn't look like the normal people. I mean, who ever heard about this person? That person was in their house and you've got to go to that street and you've got to do this. And I don't want to, speaking about being an Ananias is a complete different thing. But God sends each of us Ananias in our lives to come to that secret place. Now remember, I'm talking about the secret, the secret inside here that is so deep, it might be a lustful eye. And I'm just getting real. Is that okay? Is everybody okay with us getting real tonight? A lying tongue. Something in here, rejection. This is not easy to be seen outside. You know, you ever seen like a perfect woman and she's walking, you know, perfect legs and then the hair and the wind comes and that, you know, and then that wind from her hair and then she smells so beautiful and you go like, just fall, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, and then some one of your friends come, isn't she just wonderful? And you're like, yes. But actually in here, you're going, oh, how really, you know? And, and that, sometimes just that emotion's in us. Those are true feelings, and those are the secrets I'm talking about. Those are the things that I wanna touch on tonight, is those places, those things that actually yells louder, and every time we are reminded of that secret inside of us, rejection of fear, we actually just plaster it with a Jesus stamp. Oh, you know, tough, life is tough, but God is good. Don't we all do that? I mean, I know I do. <laughs> okay, you know, he's thinking to himself, why did I give her the mic? But in any case, <laughs> you know, and, and God uses strangers, strangers to come into our lives and show us out. And I want to tell you a testimony at the faith conference, and I, I like to share testimonies because I love how God uses these two weapons that we can tackle the enemy with the word of our testimony and his word. That's it. And we were at the faith conference and I had this question inside of me, it's like, am I called? Am I really called? And I mean, from here, you couldn't see anything. I'm playing the keys, and I'm singing, and it's all, you know, it's all amazing. But the question in here that my secret was, am I called? Am I really called to step into the more of God? Am I studying his word because I wanna be called? Or am I studying his word because he's calling me into a position in my life where I need to fully and focusedly be obedient towards him? And I remember that night at the faith conference, somebody that I didn't know, Maria, came up to me and she prayed. She didn't know. 
God uses strangers, and at the end, I'm like, yeah, but am I called? And everybody was like, yes! Sometimes we need people in our lives that's going to speak truth into it, even if we don't know him. You've got to allow people into your space, and you've got to trust who God sends into your space, even if it's strangers, to actually, and strangers become friends. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And friends. Friends, I mean, I look at this room and I've got friends. I've got friends. And I'm not gonna share my testimony of my old life, but I was really a bad person. And I can honestly tell you tonight, the, the world says if you can count your friends on one hand, you're lucky. I'm sitting here and I don't even have enough toes, fingers, etc., for my friends because that's what God does. He breaks into the world. He tells you that secret that you're carrying, you don't have to carry it alone. You don't have to have shame and guilt at all because there are people around you facing the same things as we are. We are facing it. The second point I wanna talk about is light up, light it up, <laughs> light it up. And I really, I really want the Holy Spirit to like, guide me a lot on this because I really believe we need to light this thing up. What in, while we're sitting here, what in your life have you suppressed? What, what secret every time that it comes up here it's like, hey, it's too much for me to carry. Or you know that time when you were a little girl and something happened to you and every time that emotion comes up, you're just like, oh, it's too much to deal with. Oh, every time your dad beat you because unnecessarily, oh, just cover that. Every time somebody said you were inadequate, oh, just cover it. Every time somebody said to you, you're not worth it, oh. Every time you saw your mother, your dad screaming and fighting with one another, oh just suppressing it. What is the thing that you are suppressing tonight? Because I'm telling you now, God wanna bring light on that. And even if, you, if, you, if you're not comfortable in sharing the whole light, I wanna plot and see tonight that God is gonna light that thing up because there's nothing more freeing in this world when you get up and you're walking in freedom. There's nothing more amazing. And I'm going through it. I'm not preaching from a place that I don't know and I've got it all together. I'm going through stuff in my life. I'm going every day, there's things. And you know what? It's okay. But deal with them. Get it done. Get it dealt with. Like Jesus, you know, Paul, when, when Paul was, imagine that. Can we just imagine that for one moment? And he was so arrogant. He's like, who are you? And that Lord actually just means sir. Okay? Who are you, sir? Uh, I'm the Jesus who was crucified for your sins. <laughs> but sometimes we make so light of it. Sometimes we're in a moment, we go, oh, what about it, God? What about, what about that little desire that I have to talk to that person at work? Oh, God, you know, it's okay. Oh, you know, it's okay, God. You know, I've got this covered. But actually, you don't. <laughs> because that little thing becomes a mountain of things. That little thing becomes, then, then you've got to actually, and you've got to position yourself, and you've got to see, is this a mold heap? Is this a hill? Is this a mountain? Because that's what it escalates into in your life if you don't deal with things. Let Jesus shine the light in your life 
right now on this thing, and I'm praying right now, and I really feel like tonight it's more a ministry time than a preaching time. Because there's so often we just preach the word of God and we listen to a good sermon, but we need to get active into and involved in it. We need to call one another out. We need to tell one another that you are loved, you are accepted, no matter what you're going through. There is a God who paid the ultimate sacrifice. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is pursuing you. I want to tell you tonight that even when you read the scripture with Paul fasting, Oh, 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 let's go to the next slide. I know, right? <laughs> so throughout the Bible, we see that God changed, up, uh, I can't pronounce it, Abraham to Abraham, yeah? Jacob to Israel. We see God changing names. And in that name change, an identity change came. Yeah? Then we see a guy who died uh, he, uh, he, he's at the wagon, uh, I've got this picture in my mind, where Isaac, where Jacob held Isaac, Isaac's name was first Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. And actually, when the father, when, when Jacob took him, he's like, no, 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 your name's Isaac, you're son of my right. You see, God gives that identity. Paul became Saul. Oh, so Saul became Paul. Come on, you should speak louder. Louder. Interactive, it's lovely. But the thing is, like, where are you? What is your first name? Lust? What is it going to turn into? Unshakable, faithful. What is, what, what is this? I'm a liar. I'm going to speak in truth now. Because often, often in my life, I've lied. And then I say that little white line, and I'm like, oh. And that's the truth. That's the truth. I'm telling you tonight, if you give little gap to something so insignificant that you think is insignificant, it becomes a mountain in your life. What are you going to take tonight and change it from here to here? You name it. You name it. I need to name something tonight. And if there, is there kids in here tonight? Okay. So when I, and this is a testimony of my own life. When something, something happened to me as a girl um, when I was seven years old, you can obviously fill in the blanks. I'm not going to say the word because obviously we want to be sensitive to the kids. And that thing I suppressed, and I could always see the silhouettes of the two people, but I I could never remember. Never could I remember the faces. And throughout my life, I have cheated on every single man that I've been with. The fear inside here, except my husband. Hang on, (laughs) hang on. (laughs) Okay, you're all just hearing what you don't want, what you want to hear. But uh, to make light of it serious, well, thank you. <laughs> but throughout my life, I've been petrified in my marriage. I walked into my marriage freshly out of rehab. I was petrified. Petrified of that thing coming him or me. Him or me. Because that, that act, and I never knew where it came from. 
and it broke me. That's my secret. That was my secret for a long time that I carried. It broke me. Every time I got to a, a situation where people were unfaithful to one another, I wanna punch somebody because I was so fearful that what was in the world was gonna come into my relationship with my husband. And therefore, it caused a lot of tension to St. Esther because he would do, I'm like, why are you doing that, you know? But it causes, it causes tension. It causes things in your life. So I started asking God to reveal to me what little secret inside of me here it was. And he showed me this picture and he was kind enough to show me the faces after 20 odd years of who did it. And I was able to see the two people and the older person and I was able to forgive. And that's what God does when we allow him into that secret space in our lives. He sets us free. He calls us into the more. He calls us into the freedom. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Nothing else. And you know, I, I've realized something. Like sometimes when I'm in this, and Gabe said it, shame and guilt. Oh, I don't know, one of them. Shame and guilt. You know, I always thought like, why are people feeling guilty when somebody else did something wrong to them? But that made me realize why because you suppress it, you suppress it. What is, what is that lie? What is that lie that you're believing here? What is that lie that the enemy is like festering on? What, what is that thing that he's telling you? What is that mountain, that secret mountain that you feel in your life that you cannot completely release to God because I'm telling you, <laughs> if you don't do it, you for the rest of your life gonna walk in bondage. You're not gonna step into the fullness of what God's got for you. You're not gonna get into his promises. But when you release it, God's promise is faithful. His yeah. word is true. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 doesn't just apply to me because I read it here. Oh, he's got plans and purpose for my life. He's got plans and purpose for all of our lives. His promises are same for all of us. He, we are all his children. He all wants to see us walk into victory and strive to it. You know, the thing that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. While we are in that place. You know, heaven is for overcomers, guys. Heaven is for overcomers. We over, my husband and myself both, we overcame addiction because of who he is. Because of his blood in our lives. And I pray, I pray tonight that whatever that little secret is in your life, and I can see there's like a lot of faces going, oh. <laughs> and I don't wanna make light of this because this is a very serious thing. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna preach longer. I really feel in my heart that there's people here with secrets inside of them. And you know, you don't have to tell me it's a lying tongue. You don't have to tell me it's anything. I, can we close our eyes? Jason, can you come and play some? Could you really allow and trust God tonight to work into the secret place? Whether or not you think it's big or small, whether you think that, that, it's, that it's nothing, there's no significance to it. I'm telling you tonight there is significance because if you're not feeling free in that moment, you are in bondage. 
And I want to take a leap of faith, and I want to pray with you, and I want to pray with people individually tonight because I know what it feels like to be in bondage. And some things in my life are still not okay, and I praise God for that because it's a consistent journey. There's got to be a consistent journey. So, Father, I pray tonight. Oh, that's heavenly. I pray tonight. Could you stir within us that secret? What do do you want to reveal to us, Father God? Which is the areas that we need to grow in? Which is the areas that you want to have freedom for? If that is you, if you need freedom in some part of your life, could you just stand? And like, just stand up. Come on, just stand. Yeah. I'm going to ask you something more bold than just standing. I'm going to call you out on it. We've got an amazing ministry team. We've got an amazing ministry team, people with hearts. And I want to pray for you. I want to call you out. Come to the front. Come to the front. Let's pray. Let's pray together for people. Let's actually take a step of faith tonight because tonight is the night that God is going to set you free. Tonight is the night that that, that, that little thing in you is not going to be long anymore. Tonight is the night where God has called you. I love Isaiah. I love reading Isaiah where he says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He didn't create you with imperfections in your life. He created you to glorify Him. And if there's anything in your life tonight, so Father, thank you, Father, for these faces in front of us. Thank you, Father, for your absolute love and grace and mercy and protection, Father. And as we start praying for each and every single one individually, Father, I pray, Lord, will you break the yoke? The Bible says, Jesus says, like, take my yoke. It's light. And you know, sometimes it's a challenge to throw something down that's heavy because it feels like it anchors us. But tonight is the night, I believe with all my heart, that God is going to get it.